Before we get started with today's show, I want to tell you guys about BetOnline.ag. BetOnline Sportsbook has you covered for Super Wild Card Weekend. Giants versus Vikings, Dolphins versus Bills, Justin Herbert versus Trevor Lawrence, Dak Prescott versus Tom Brady, Lamar Jackson versus Joe Burrow in an AFC North showdown. You can use our promo code Believe. 50, that's B-L-E-A-V-5-0 to get a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit using the link in the description to this episode. Bet online, where the game starts. Usually, when I know someone, I just start recording so that they don't know what's happening, and then all of a sudden, I'm like, yep, there you go, congratulations. Yeah, no, I feel like you're doing more of a favor than than I am to me, because you are you want to be on as many podcasts as possible. I can't understand why, as someone who's done over a thousand of these now. Um, well, I'm not very bright. I think that's the important thing to lead with, <laughs> and I have stupid goals. Uh, and the other thing is, like, you say this is a favor. But you're saying that at the beginning. Why don't we wait until the end and then you can evaluate, like, <laughs> did I do you a service or not? You may change your feelings. I want to leave space for you to change your mind. That's all. <laughs> I appreciate it. Because this is what I say um, in sports fandom all the time. Because I grew up in San Diego. So mm-hmm. uh, our baseball team is terrible. Our football team was terrible. I now live in Sacramento and uh, cover <laughs> the Sacramento Kings. Light the beam. So, Light the beam. And uh, so basically, I say this all the time. Set the expectations at zero so that yes. it's maximum pleasure, zero pain. That is that is the only way to live in many circumstances. Yes, that's that's my that's why I tell sports fandom all the time. Don't do don't set the bar so high that it stops becoming enjoyable. Just have zero expectations. So you can be like, <laughs> what do you mean? Brock Purdy is the best quarterback in the NFL. Like, enjoy it. Yeah. <laughs> uh. Anyways, Ryan Nanny's joining the podcast today. Uh, Ryan Nanny, yeah, the, the the person who sounds like Mickey Mouse is is Ryan Nanny. His resume includes being the Bloomin' Onion at the uh, at the Outback Bowl. Uh, he also does some famous podcasts and worked some famous sports jobs, but uh, his his resume is long and illustrious as a comedian. So Ryan wanted to be on as many podcasts as possible, and now he is uh, way too qualified to be on this stupid podcast. You are you are uh, I think number four, if memory serves. I need to keep better track of this, but you are you are top five right now. So great job. Glad to hear that. And I think two of them were TCU podcasts. So yeah, they're I'm... probably they're probably not going to have me on anymore after this. Uh... I don't know. I mean, the vibes are good. So like you, you can, this is TCU, by the way, we just set expectations. Don't be sad that it happened. Don't be sad that the 65, seven road kill happened. Just be, just be happy that it happened in the first place. I will say, so I think like some element of the national championship game emotionally was like, Hey, it's amazing that TCU is here. This is a team that was like 201 to win the national title in the off season. Most columnists didn't have him picked to even finish, I think, higher than third in the Big 12. And yeah, there was the vibe of like, you're playing with house money at this point. To lose 65 to 7 is really stretching how much you can lean into that. Like, I think you still can, but you maybe need a day or two to process what happened. 
Good news for TCU's they've got five years to process it there because they've I mean what 2013 Auburn's the only comparison at least in my lifetime because uh I'm I'm a little baby child I was born in a year <laughs> that uh <laughs> I was born in a year that starts with a two so oh, that's uh, okay I'm gonna just ignore that it's fine, it's fine. <laughs> so in my uh, yeah, lifetime yeah I that think- is that is probably the closest that is it, not even you know you would have to stretch pretty far back to find something significantly uh, uh, more competitive with that. So yeah, let's go with that one. Yeah. So enjoy the vibes. You can carry it with you until your next ginger quarterback comes through the door 10 <laughs> years from now and leads you to glory. Just enjoy it while you have it. Yep. 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 But yeah, 65, seven roadkill. Like you said, it's, it's NFL playoff time. We don't have time to talk about Georgia or the national Correct. championship or anything like that. We're just, uh, we're moving along at this. Would point. love to, but just, yeah, the world keeps moving. Georgia stop living in the past. Yeah. Stop living in the past, bud, which by the way, this is another thing about setting expectations is everyone jumped to the point of like, how is the machine of Georgia going to get back to this place again? I'm like, who cares? Mm-hmm. <laughs> they just mm-hmm. won two championships for, mm-hmm. for Clemson, who I've said for years is the most lightning in a bottle dynasty I've ever seen. Like they only won two titles in that whole lightning in a bottle. Run. Yeah. Who cares? Yeah. Enjoy yeah. it while you have it. <laughs> yep. Yep. No, it's important that we uh, declare Georgia the team of the decade, maybe the century even. Who's to say? Who's to say? We've got time to figure it out. I saw Jason put out like no widely recognized three peats have happened since 1930s Minnesota. So, yeah, let's uh, let's call it the team of the century. We're literally operating in century terms. There we go. There we go. Uh, so I do have one question since I have you here. Um, usually I kind of like get the jokes and like get the show as Levitard calls it. But mm-hmm. there, there's one thing that I've never been able to figure out is is whether Go Birds is real or a bit. I've never okay. been able to figure that out. That's, so. This is this is a great question. So I have no um, I have no like birthright claim to Eagles fandom. The closest I have is that my uncle or not i call him my uncle but he's really my godfather lives in philly and has ever since i was a kid but like i i've never i didn't like go to the vet i've never been to the link like i don't i didn't grow up an eagles fan none of that Mm -hmm. um but i really like i think mostly from like the doug peterson vikings on or vikings uh eagles on (laughs) The Doug Peterson Vikings is an interesting timeline we can get to maybe in five years, but especially given uh, that Case Keenum would have been the quarterback of those Doug Peterson Vikings. Correct. Correct. Um, The Doug Peterson Eagles, I think, really appealed to me because they like it never, none of it ever made sense. Like to win the Super Bowl, to, to beat the Patriots in the Super Bowl with Nick Foles didn't make sense. Everything that happened after that, where it was like the GM and the coach maybe hate each other and maybe are both idiots and Carson Wentz is in the middle of this and they're trotting out Nate Sudfeld, to, you know, to, to screw over the Giants more or less. And, <laughs> and, they're, and, and they're just sort of like a very I – mean, Jalen Hurts is the perfect example. Jalen Hurts was not – a quarterback coming out of college who was like, oh yeah, absolutely. This is somebody who you should like put on your team. And when the Eagles drafted him, it was very much like, maybe, maybe this will be something, but it's not like, yes, he sort of like has all the tools. Like he lost the job at Alabama. 
if you can't be QB one in Alabama, it's 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 hard to see how you can be QB one on an NFL team of any repute. Mm-hmm. So anyway, I like just sort of the the chaos vibes of the Eagles, and what that has accidentally done is started to poison me to the point where I am kind of an Eagles fan now. Like I mm-hmm. I actually I, I watched the Week eighteen game, which the Eagles needed to clinch the one seed. Because God knows the Cardinals weren't going to beat the Niners. They almost and did, I was I, for, I mean, <laughs> for, for two minutes. For two for, minutes, they were throwing for, Hail Marys to A.J. Brief, Green. Yes. For a brief <laughs> moment in time, the Cardinals mattered again. But I was, like, frustrated in the second half. I was, like, in, in like, deeply personal ways. And so mm-hmm. I think I have accidentally memed myself into caring about the Eagles, which is fucked uh-huh. up. Oh, mine's even more fucked up than okay. that because yeah. uh, uh, my my version of this uh, I've ca- I call it I actually just started recently calling it my kink at this point because <laughs> I know it's bad for me I know it's stupid but it's there uh, mine's the Titans, <laughs> wow, <laughs> which is which again is not great I'm just this, okay, okay so so I live in Nashville and I so I really want to know. How and why you came to this particular place in your life? It's it's a long and winding road, but at okay. the same time, like to, I want to first about the Eagles. Like that yeah. makes all the sense in the world. Like I totally get that part of it and how you go from that because the one thing we didn't even include in there is the double doink, which yes, is just correct. you mix that into the correct. whole thing. Correct. Which, and the, and the other part of this is that like I really like the vibes of Philly sports Twitter because they are very mean but very crazy and also like you never worry that like somebody on somebody who's an Eagles fan on Twitter is going to be the one who you're like, oh, God, why are you being so snooty about this? Why are you like <laughs> an Eagles fan is not going to be like, well, PFF set. No, that's no. never going to happen. They're just going to like call you some rude name and then insist that Sean Clifford should be the first pick in the draft or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> Tell you about how much Ben Simmons is a crybaby. Correct, which he is. Which <laughs> um, you also brought up something else that I can't let slide by because anytime okay. this gets brought up and you're you're the internet meme lord, so I think you're the perfect <laughs> person to bring this up to. Mm-hmm. Dude, the Jalen Hurts story is the most amazing thing ever. Like yes. he, that dude has had five careers in one and yes. he's only like 26 years old. It's the yes. most amazing thing ever to be replaced in that championship game after going, what, 25 and two at Alabama as the starter yes. to stay at Alabama to then in the SEC championship the next year against Georgia, replace an injured Tua and lead a 14 point comeback to go to Oklahoma, and you said like he was picked in the second round. He had like seventh round prospects going yes. in at Oklahoma right, to finish right. second in the Heisman Trophy. I thought it would have been great if they had played Bama, but I think we got an even better result, which is lose by 49 to LSU in mm-hmm. the playoff. But like an LSU team that like nobody was like, oh boy, what a reflection on Jalen Hurts or Oklahoma. It's no. like, yeah, man, everybody was getting just processed by them at that it's- point. It's still the most fun college football playoff. TCU Michigan might take the cake, but the most fun playoff game I've ever watched is just LSU dominating Oklahoma's shitty defense. <laughs> it was so much fun. I was like, what do you mean it's 49 nothing in the yeah. first quarter or yeah, first half? Yeah. 
Yeah. Um, and we could keep going down the Jalen Hurts thing, but yes. like, yeah, he he gets picked, replaces the Super Bowl champion Carson Wentz, and everything that's happened. Now he's an MVP candidate. Like, it's just right. absolutely ridiculous. Um, but yeah, I totally get the vibes of the Eagles because like it just starts out with one thing, and then you love the vibes so much that you just keep rolling with it. So I'm glad you answered that for me. Cause that's like, I get the emotionally balanced Ohio state fan. I get being Michigan alums. I get the Vanderbilt thing, the go birds one. I was like, I can't tell if this is real or not. So, I can't tell if this is an So this is where it also connects back to your Titans thing. I have no interest in living in Nashville and being a Titans fan. Like I know it's, it's not that big of a thing here as best I can tell. And it's certainly not like a well-defined thing. And it's much like the nice thing about being an Eagles fan in Tennessee is I'll wear my ridiculous Eagles jacket to like Trader Joe's or something and people will comment on it. Like I had a Trader Joe's cashier once be like, can I buy that jacket from you? I have a, I have a Flyers one very much like it. And I was like, this is very important to me. And no, you cannot. And go birds. <laughs> go birds. <laughs> It's so great because, again, like everyone's a bird, but when you say go birds, you know exactly what we're talking correct, about. Correct. Correct. Great. Yeah. So, uh, so the Titans, how, what was your entry point into caring about the Tennessee Titans? Okay. So, um, this is kind of an unofficial entry the point. Generic There's- Halloween candy of NFL teams. <laughs> that's a great that's a great joke they're they're like those little round chocolates that come in gold uh flakes where you're like what is this and then you taste it and it's like oh it's eight and eight okay (laughs) (laughs) okay so this is this is like the prequel basically to titans fandom is um back uh i think this was the the demarco murray year on the titans um I think it's either Derrick Henry's first or second year, but I had Derrick Henry on my fantasy team Uh, and my team was not good, like not good at all. But, um, but I sat him on the bench, the game that he went for 99 yard touchdown against the Jaguars. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I was like, Oh my God, who is this guy? Cause like, I was like, I like college football, but I didn't like rec- I knew he was like Heisman Trophy winner, but I didn't understand like why Derrick Henry was great because he's like six foot four and two hundred and sure. And this is like this is where it was just sort of like, yeah, Alabama always has a running back like that. And many of them don't do anything in the NFL. So you didn't necessarily assume like, oh, Derrick Henry is going to be a, yeah. an unstoppable that one. Machine. That one team had four of them because remember that was like Alvin Kamara, Kenyon Drake and um I think it was TJ Yeldon was on that, that team. Sounds maybe right. Yeah. Yeah. They had eight in like four years, basically yes, that yes, went to the NFL, yes, but yes. Um, so, so 2019 is where this begins for me. Cause this is the, this is, I'm a freshman in college. I'm starting to do this, uh, this little dumb podcast thing just as this, as a fun thing, just yep. talking to myself for 45 minutes. Some people go to the gym. I'm a 160 pound <laughs> scrawny guy who does 45 minutes of podcasting. Um, and so that year I said, and I felt the most conviction in the world about this when they lost that game to the Broncos and they were two and five. I'm like, if you switch Mariota for Tannehill, they will make the playoffs. <laughs> and so now I have a rooting interest in the Titans to make the playoffs as the right. sixth seed, right. which includes that marvelous game that Tannehill like L- Tannehill beat 
Patrick Mahomes when Mahomes came back from injury. Yeah. And then after that game, Kansas City won 26 of 27 games after Tannehill. <laughs> like that like, was never their... again. Never again will we live that life. Uh, yeah, I remember sitting in my college dorm and chanting Tana Hill, Tana Hill, even though I love Patrick <laughs> Mahomes. Yeah, that that's a thing that happened. I'm chanting yeah. Tana Hill to myself okay. in my college dorm because okay. I'm watching this drive down the field. So anyways, they make the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Then they end the Patriots. And when I yes. was a child, I yeah. hated the Patriots. Yes, I, yes. Hated the Patriots. And this is where we should pause. They didn't just end the Patriots. They did it in such a Patriots-ish way where I forget exactly what happens, but Vrabel has like such a good command of like how penalties work with the clock and like figures out how to bleed like an extra minute 40. And they keep showing Belichick on the sideline just stewing because he can't do anything. But it's such a like, oh... That's what the Patriots do to everybody. They find these annoying loopholes and they just sort of like stuff you into them. Mm-hmm. And th- that's also the game that ends with Tom uh, Tom Brady's last pass in that game is a pick. It's his last pass as a Patriot. As a Patriot unless he goes correct. unless he goes back to the Patriots this sure, year, but sure, his, sure. as of now, all, as of this recording. It's Tom Brady's last pass ever. And yes. um my friend Cam, he's been on the show a bunch of times and he's from Boston. And basically he saw me Instagram live after that and be like, Oh my god, the Patriots <laughs> lost and the Titans beat him. He's like, Does this guy like root for the Titans or something? <laughs> I was like, No, I just See, because here's the thing. I grew up in San Diego, man, and uh Philip Rivers never beat Tom Brady once in his career. He was like Oh, and 12 or some shit. Yeah, so yeah. then the Chargers leave and I uh, I gave up that fandom, but I have family in Seattle. So I'm like, oh, I like the Seahawks. Mm, you know mm-hmm. how that ended. Then I'm yeah. like, Falcons have good vibes. We're ju- <laughs> <laughs> All right. No, that one I could never get behind. <laughs> no, that's fair. But again, I at this point, this was uh, the Falcons Super Bowl was one year after the Chargers left. So I think I still had the like. I need the pain. You like, were at working a through point. some things. Yeah. I yeah, get you. yeah. Yeah. I was working yeah. through some things. And then I okay. was like down on football. And what brought me back to football was Patrick Mahomes. <laughs> I was like, oh, my God, look at this fun guy. And then the Patriots beat them. So, right. Uh, right. you know, it was great when the Titans beat them. But then the next week was that stupid game when the Titans, um, they played Baltimore. And it was like. Like Lamar Jackson had a pass that like tipped Mark Andrews' hands and got picked by Bayard, and then they went zero for two on fourth and one, even though they were like ninety five percent converting fourth and one. Yeah, and the Titans beat like the most unbeatable football team I've ever seen. I'm just like, am I am I liking this? Am I (laughs) am I just carrying this wave? So. Um, anyways, uh, then, then that season ends, I said they shouldn't have re-signed Derrick Henry, which, you know, not great. Um, and then but the not, next year, not an unreasonable stance to take by any, yeah, way. I was like, well, I mean, why would you pay a running back 15 million? And then I realized right. he's the only running back you should pay 15 yes, million dollars for. That's probably true. That's probably. And at some point it's the kind of contract where you accept at some point, this contract will suck. And you just have to say, like, I hope that there's less of it that sucks than is good. And so far, it it appears like it's probably tilting in that direction. But yes, at some point, it's going to suck. Yeah, it's going to suck. And that's okay. We just we we keep the vibes rolling and, uh, you know, do what the Titans do now. So, yeah, that happened. And then um, 
Uh, the next year, I, I can't remember who I took anymore, but I took someone terrible on my fantasy team over Derrick Henry, and Derrick Henry went for 2,000 yards. And so I said, never again, never again will I do that. So I picked Derrick Henry in the first round the last two years, and I won the championship each of the last two years with Derrick nice. Henry as my fantasy running back. And okay. I don't really care that much about fantasy football, but just just the urge to be like rooting for Derrick Henry every week to score has just like made me invest in the Titans a little bit. And then there was last year when I, I was like, remember they got the number one seed in the playoffs last year. And so I'm screaming at the top of my lungs. I can name you six teams in the AFC that are better than the Titans. And if the Colts played the Titans in an eight, one wildcard game, they would beat the Titans because the the Titans Titans are terrible. That Titans team lost to the Zach Wilson jets. So yes, they were they were a capital F fraud to be yeah. that scene. Yes. So remember they went twelve and five and Kansas City went twelve and five. And again, I'm a Mahomes boy. Like mm-hmm, I love mm-hmm. I love and I'm like, <laughs> I know the tiebreakers exist, but the tiebreakers yes. are wrong. Like just wrong. In this case, yeah, I think that's fair. <laughs> so when they when they lost that game to the Bengals on not just a game losing interception by Tannehill, a game losing interception by Tannehill where Zach Taylor tried to call timeout on the <laughs> sidelines and the refs just didn't award it to him. Um, I was like, I'm I'm so like I can never be wrong about the Titans ever. Like, except that one time I said they should cut Derrick Henry, but after that, never again. I so, I will so, can never be wrong. So where are you at now that Tennessee is out of the playoffs? Having lost a win in your end game to Jacksonville and finishing the year, they what started the year seven and three and then lost seven straight. Mm-hmm. Are you out on the tight like this? I just at, want you to know if you want to get out, this is the time to do it. At five and two, I said they should trade Derrick Henry. If we're throwing around four first tra- or four draft picks for Christian McCaffrey, trade Derrick Henry now. Do it. Like, do put make Malik Willis your Jalen Hurts and just like try and get some blue chip prospects in the draft, which by the way, they can still do, but like, sure. They're not going to keep Tannehill. So I'm like, just, (laughs) just do the good vibes. Two years of Jalen hurts and Malik Willis to try and turn this ship around. Like you don't have to tear it to the ground, but Um, um, I also said that I'm not a gambling person, but, uh, but I said, and felt pretty confident that they would beat Jacksonville in that week 18 game. And God, I was so right for so long. And I'm watching this and I, I'm, I'm actively, I'm at work at this point. I work at a radio station. So like I can watch this as I'm doing the Sacramento Kings or whatever. Yeah. Right. I'm just like, God, please, please win this game, Tennessee, (laughs) because you don't deserve it. With Josh Dobbs, with Josh Dobbs, (laughs) who's been there for like two weeks at quarterback. (laughs) And so I'm like, you don't deserve it and you will get smoked by the Chargers, which is exactly why I want you to make the playoffs now. Oh, okay. I see. But but last year, I'm like, you are mediocre and terrible and I don't want you to succeed. But this Mm -hmm. year, I'm you're mediocre and terrible and I do want you to succeed. Um, This should also be a good time to acknowledge that my fantasy football team name every year is AFC South is a pyramid scheme. So I think I wanted the AFC South to be the most pyramid scheme of possible, which is this shitty Titans team robs ESPN twice, not only of ESPN broadcasting their shitty playoff game where they will lose to some wildcard team, but also the $80 million ESPN paid for the rights to that Titans and Jags game in week 18. I mean, Uh, yeah. 
I, the only reason why I think the, the the universe bent in the right direction in that game is it's so funny that Urban Meyer has a not even full season with the Jags, and they're just terrible. They're just awful. Mm-hmm. And Doug Peterson comes riding in and is like, I don't know, what if we just win the division and go to the playoffs immediately? That's great. That's perfect. I have no notes. Like, especially because it's the kind of thing where like everybody seems pretty willing in the way that like the NFL does to sort of acknowledge it in not too veiled terms, but like Trevor Lawrence has basically said like, oh yeah, last year was terrible. Last year was awful for my confidence, and I feel like I didn't learn anything, and this year's been great. And Trevor Lawrence has played a lot fucking better as a result. And any opportunity we have to just be like, oh yeah, Urban Meyer was the problem, and not the Jacksonville Jaguars is delightful to me. Yeah, that's like kind of the bonus at the end of the... like. The Jaguars being decent is incredible because we'll get to make fun of Urban Meyer for the rest of time because... Like the thing that always stunk about the Urban Meyer thing is like he always did deliver like some level of results. Like the disappointment of yes. the Ohio State years was going to the Rose Bowl and the, and yes, all, well, right. You we know, only won that, eleven games or something. Yeah, right. Yeah, and and so having that failure that we can point to and and like make fun of this guy who we all know is an asshole and we all know is just the worst was just excellent. Because again, it's beautiful. The, Nathaniel Hackett won more games than Urban Meyer oh and my coached God. more games than Urban Meyer. <laughs> well, and it's just like Doug Peterson, when Doug Peterson got hired by the Eagles, I think it was Mike Lombardi was like, this is maybe the worst head coaching hire of the cycle. One of the worst head coaching hires he'd seen in a while. Granted, this was before the Colts decided Jeff Saturday should be a head coach, but whatever. And then, of course, Doug Peterson goes and wins the Super Bowl with Nick Foles. And everybody's like, well, fuck you, haters and doubters. But then the Eagles sort of revert to, I think, closer to what people thought the Doug Peterson Eagles would look like. He gets mm-hmm. fired despite winning a Super Bowl. And for him, like, there's nothing about this that is like, oh, man, Doug Peterson, the chess master, the one who, like, can just scheme you in ways you can't imagine. That's not his style at all. He's a good coach. But it's not like, oh, he figured out how to unlock like exactly what's wrong with the Jaguars. He's just a better vibes dude. They yeah. brought in a better vibes dude, and that was what fixed the Jaguars this year. A better vibes dude who has a quarterback that lost four total games in high school and college. Like yeah. you, with, yes. with the golden goose, you've given him all of the good vibes in the world. And, 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 and just must have hated last year so much. Yeah, so much. Well, this is why one of my favorite players in the league now is Marvin Jones, because uh-huh. if you if you remember, um, I, I wish I could remember who did the reporting because it was really good. But basically, Marvin Jones was the guy who got into a shouting match with Urban Meyer and was like trying to get cut because he was so miserable. Yes, yes. And and the fact that he's still on the team and there to <laughs> shit on Urban Meyer, like anytime someone will give him a microphone, yes. it, it makes him one of my favorite players in the sport. That's coming great. out of last, uh, coming out of when they made the playoffs, it was just like he didn't say his name because he never says Urban Meyer's name, but it's just mm-hmm. like, hey, this fucking guy <laughs> went two and thirteen with a team that just made the playoffs. How about that? <laughs> <sighs> it's great. It's and wonderful. by the way. This is the team that also, like, 
they're the Jaguars. They drafted in the top 10 nine times in 10 years. Yes, yes, frequently. And as a result of uh, part of why they've done that, is frequently a lot of those picks stunk. And the ones that do, they just gave away for free, like Jalen Ramsey. They just gave away Jalen Ramsey for free. <laughs> now, the good news is giving away Jalen Ramsey for free allows you to be bad enough to get Trevor Lawrence. True. So, like, good it for you. It has some but, upsides to it, yeah. But that, they, I mean, Travis Etienne looks better now, but at the time it was, they got Clavon Chase on Travis Etienne and uh, a guy who's no longer on the team. So yeah. <laughs> they gave away the greatest cornerback I've ever seen for free. <laughs> It was, I mean, look, maybe the Jaguars are just putting kindness out into the universe and it doesn't all have to be for them. Maybe they're a truly unselfish football team. I like that. I mean, there are, there are teams that already do that and they're just not man enough to admit it, that they are minor league. It happens in baseball a lot where they're just minor league teams that give Oakland A's do this all the time. Like minor league teams that just give you all the good players that they've ever had. Mm -hmm. Like. At least the Jaguars are kind enough to admit it. They gave away Calais Campbell for free. They gave away yep. Jalen Ramsey for free. Yep. 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 You know, at least they're at least they're kind enough to admit it. <laughs> um, uh, so yeah. where let's do the thing that will inevitably look stupid. Who's going to win each conference? Oh, I don't make predictions. Just do um, it. But, just do it. Just got. I don't want well, you to think. I just want you to say Kansas this is, City this is, because okay. always bet on red. I, I okay. the strongest take that I have, and I spent four years crafting a take that got unraveled by one Joe Burrow quarter in the AFC Championship game. Is Kansas City's going to win fifteen AFC West titles in sixteen years, and I will always bet on Kansas City to win because. I will be proven right. Like this year, remember when people were saying like the Broncos were going to win the division or the Chargers? I'm like, bet on Kansas City, man. Always bet on. They've got the greatest quarterback ever and the greatest offensive head coach in the history of football. Just bet on that. If you're going to be right way more often than you're going to be wrong. Yeah, I think that's I think like. Uh, yeah, I think that's true. I think that's uh, true. Yeah. And, uh, on the other side, uh, the best team is San Francisco. That yes. doesn't mean anything, but no. it they're the best team. Uh, my mind is, uh, I, this is actually, this went super viral when I posted it on Instagram, which is uh, my mind a couple weeks ago contemplated the existence of a, of a Brock Purdy Gardner Minshew NFC championship game. God. <laughs> which... <laughs> <laughs> the vibes the people's championship is what we ended up calling it the people's championship of uh of Brock Purdy but yeah no uh if if Nick Foles syndrome is a real thing 49ers fans are going through that right now and also if they if they win less than two and a half playoff games it will be a disappointment which is just absolutely ridiculous yeah I think that's fair um the other team I'm really interested in both from a like how they perform and a vibe standpoint is the Vikings because by all accounts, this is a team that mathematically you're like, they shouldn't, they shouldn't have this record. They shouldn't like, yes, congrats on coming back to beat the Colts. You shouldn't have fallen in a 33 point hole to the Colts. You shouldn't do good teams. Don't do that. You shouldn't have done that. Do you know how insane it is that they had a result that made us forget about how stupid the Buffalo game was? <laughs> <laughs> the stupidest NFL game we've seen in years, and yeah. we just forgot about that already? Yes. Yeah, they are. They are. They are. They contain multitude. That's the thing about the Vikings, I will say, is that all possibilities are on the table. Like, oh, if, yeah. you, if you told me they're going to get blown out 
in the wild card round, and they'll you just won't see him again. Yep, absolutely sure. Put it on the table. If you told me they're going to go to the Super Bowl because Kirk Cousins will play well and like the right the bounces will fall the way that they do and like the teams that they're most worried you know San Francisco gets knocked out and they get you know whatever mm-hmm. if those things it, it, like yeah I'll buy that too that's the beauty of the Vikings is that I I I will say other than the birds, they're the team that I am most interested in advancing to the NFC championship game. Because mm-hmm. I'm just like, what what happens then? What happens then if this if this Vikings team, which could easily be a nine win team, which isn't that bad. I mean, we're we're not talking about like they're an absolute dog shit team, but what happens if that team gets all the way to the cusp of a Super Bowl, which they've done with much better teams before. Much better Vikings teams have marched mm-hmm. that deep into the playoffs before. But what happens if this one does it? That'll be amazing. Because well, like they won't yeah. be the favorite, but also maybe they'll win. I, th- I think you're chasing the, the ghost of 2017 right now. I think you just want to believe that a stupid team with a stupid, you know, skull chant <laughs> with that has won on some absolute bullshit can win on some bullshit again and make it to the NFC championship game, which immense vibes, immense vibes to that. And I'm with you. It, not only would I have said if the Vikings lose in the wild card, it would have been believable. You could have told me it was Taylor Heineke and I would have believed you. <laughs> You could have said Taylor Heineke is going to waltz into Minnesota and win by 30 points against the Vikings. I'm like, it it is it is on the realm of possibility. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and now we get Daniel Jones and uh, an offense that I don't think is very good. But also, I have not watched a single Giants game this year. I have. You're not missing a ton. You're not missing. I mean, (sighs) my my. My goal going into this year was to ha- maintain a healthy relationship with football because the mm-hmm. last two years have been less healthy, I would say, than than the last few years. And I guess I decided no Giants, even when they were six and one. I'm like, no Giants. I, I'm not going to do it. I've seen too much Daniel Jones and Saquon Barkley. But yeah, no, this I'm is, with you on the point. This is the one good thing I'll say about the Giants. For the first time that I can remember, maybe since Jim Fossil. Which won't mean anything to you based on when you said you Who's were Jim born. Fossil? There you go. Jim Fossil was the coach of the Giants the year that uh, I think the year that they got shut out by the Ravens in the Super Bowl, which is like that makes 2000. sense because I think Coughlin was still with the Jaguars at that point. Yes, yes, he is. Uh, I may be forgetting somebody in between, but I think Coughlin takes over from Jim Fossil. Okay. Um, Gotcha. Okay. This is like so, the carry. This is like the Kerry Collins Giants. This is a very. I was different... born five months later. Okay, great, fantastic. <laughs> um, ever since then, whether they're good or not, I feel like every Giants team hates the coach. Like I don't think anybody <laughs> was like, "Oh, we love Tom Coughlin. He, we love him." <laughs> And I certainly don't think, and you can name Joe Judge, you can, like, just McAdoo. give me anything. Oh, definitely not McAdoo. Like, <laughs> I, I never got the sense that, like, oh, yeah, this is, like, our guy. Brian they Dable ran him is, out of town. <laughs> Brian Dable is the first, the first Giants coach in a while that I'm like, oh, I think, like, they all like each other. I think they all are, like, happy to be there together. It's very weird because I think that's true of the Jets mostly as well. And it's very unusual being in a circumstance where both New York football teams 
don't like actively and outwardly hate their coach or at least one of them doesn't yeah you're, you're saying that pat Shermer didn't bring the greatest vibes <laughs> in new york which by the way this is a great shutdown full cast segment i've done this for years pat Shermer was an offense if you go look at his like coaching career in the nfl he was either a head coach or an offensive coordinator for 14 years and the best quarterback he ever had was sam bradford twice and still managed to keep getting jobs in the NFL. Like it's a it's a long list of bad. Uh, th- again, this is this is the vibes that you guys give off. But it was um, <laughs> he was quarterbacks coach with Donovan McNabb, and then he yeah. goes uh, Sam Bradford. Then he goes, uh, I believe Brandon Whedon. Then he goes uh, whoever was before Brandon Whedon in that long line of Browns terrible oh, God, quarterbacks. I can't even. I, I refuse um, to identify if I have that information. In my then brain. <laughs> uh, I think it might have been Brady Quinn. I'm not 100 percent sure, but it might have been Brady Quinn at that sure, point. Or, it, sure, let's go with that. Seneca Wallace, uh, maybe. But anyway, either way, um, then he goes back to Philadelphia after getting fired as Cleveland coach. He gets uh, in, he gets Sam Bradford and Nick Foles under the Chip Kelly years. Uh, then he goes to uh, Minnesota, where he gets uh, Teddy Bridgewater, Sam Bradford again for a third time, and Case Keenum. Uh, and then Pat Shermer gets the uh, head coaching job with the Giants, where he gets Eli Manning, Geno Smith, and Daniel Jones. Uh, then he gets fired by the Giants, and then he becomes the offensive coordinator of the Broncos, where he gets uh, Teddy Bridgewater, mm-hmm. Drew Locke, Paxton mm-hmm. Lynch, and Brock Osweiler, and also oh, that one game when Kendall Hinton, the wide receiver, started. That's right. That's right. That's right. That yeah. was a good one. Yeah. So See, Broncos fans, it's been worse. Maybe. <laughs> See, you didn't pay. Fans. You weren't paying Kendall Hinton what Russell Wilson is making, so I guess that's different. Yeah, I used to be able to name all 13 Broncos quarterbacks since uh, Peyton Manning retired. Uh, that was a couple years ago. I'm not That's sure not if healthy. I can Don't do, do it that. anymore. Don't do that. No, like I said, this year I wanted a healthy relationship with football. So I one of the pieces of information I blocked out is Trevor Simeon, Mark Sanchez, Paxton Lynch, Brock oh, Osweiler. Uh, He's doing it. He's doing it right Joe now. Flacco, Joe, <laughs> Joe Flacco. Joe uh, Flacco. Jeff Driscoll. Brett yeah. Ripien. Uh, Case Keenum. Teddy Bridgewater. Drew Locke. Brock Osweiler again. Then I guess last year would have been. Uh, no, I said Bridgewater. Bridgewater was the best of the group. Uh, Drew Locke again. Uh, then Russell Wilson and Brett Ripien again. For the Denver Broncos, I'm sorry I had to do that. I just I, you you jarred something in my mind that's like deep in the recesses. I was like, oh, I used to be able to name all the terrible Broncos quarterbacks. If, if that's not the place where we end this, I don't know where it will be. No, so. I I don't think that I don't think that's healthy. <laughs> uh, nothing about this was healthy. Um, but I told you. So you started this. Thank you were all like, <laughs> thank you for coming on, and now you're ending it. With regret and feelings of shame. Well, so okay, I told now you it would go this before way. we go, I do. You made me do the prediction thing. I don't like doing, so I have to make you do the prediction thing of uh, <laughs> what you're going for. Eagles win the Super Bowl. Obviously, I think that's no question. <laughs> I think the week off is exactly what they need, and uh, the last couple weeks have just been uh, making opponents feel overconfident. Um, this is still an Eagles team that has had a fantastic season and I don't care that they didn't look great against the Giants second team because it didn't matter and they won. Um, AFC wise. Gosh, the like the chiefs are the pick. You know what? I'll go with Buffalo. I think the vibe, like 
obviously it would be, you know, for for recent reasons with DeMar Hamlin, it would be very nice to see Buffalo have uh, a nice run in this playoffs. Um, and if we got if we got a Buffalo Eagles Super Bowl, <laughs> I mean, my God, my God, that like like the the. 90s wrestling vibes you'll get out of that will just be impeccable so <laughs> so many hairy white people doing yeah, so many yeah. silly things yeah so you you uh you landed on chiefs who did you pick out of the nfc uh 49ers okay I'll so go 49ers. You, you take chiefs niners i'll take eagles bills when it somehow none of these four teams will both look very stupid but I don't care. I'm okay with that. No, it doesn't matter at all. And... <laughs> it doesn't matter. Being right about predictions in sports, unless you are actually like a betting expert putting money on things, being right is meaningless. It's it just makes me, It just makes you crave being right more, which I'm okay with. It, it's led me down this rabbit hole of Titans fandom. So I, I guess that it's kind of what it is at this point. But yeah, I mean, it could work out could not if the Bengals end up in the super bowl again good vibes all around congratulations <laughs> to you if uh, i wouldn't be mad at that too yeah that's true yeah um okay yeah the last thing i'll say is you you notice the 49ers fans have nick Foles syndrome right now right yeah like, yeah it, it's because i 49ers fans i live here in sacramento so like san francisco is the team i for some reason surrounded myself with too many 49ers fans in my life that's okay and that happens it could happen could happen to any of us um but basically, I'm like, uh, yeah, San Francisco is uh, going through. They're, they're like, do we keep Brock Purdy or do we start Trey Lance? And my answer is, don't worry about it. You have, <laughs> don't worry about it even a little. You have a stupid quarterback who's like the best <laughs> statistical quarterback in the league since taking over. Don't worry about it. Just enjoy yes. that it's happening. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It is very much a like, don't think. Like, don't think about what's happening. Just do it. Just, you know, like... It's it's almost like surfing where it's like you can't stop and think about like I'm on a board and the board is on water and I'm not sinking. Like if you think you're going to fuck up, just fucking ride the wave, dude. That's what you need to do right now. Yeah. Set the expectations low and just enjoy mm -hmm. how stupid all of this is that Brock yes. Purdy is somehow better than every quarterback in the NFL since taking over as starter. Also, like, if you're a Niners fan, you've lived for years with, like, oh, we have too many talented quarterbacks on the roster. What should, this is not a new situation well, with them. Well, it's I just an unexpected. Okay, well, that's fair. <laughs> I haven't fair. lived through that. I've <laughs> lived through the 49ers always have terrible quarterbacks. Yeah, okay. All right. All right. That's fair. <laughs> you remember a time when they had uh, I do. three three NFL starting quarterbacks in their quarterback room, but uh, I do not. That's I, fair. My my entry point to this game is Alex Smith. <laughs> it happens.